Welcome, welcome. Welcome once again to EOB Salon Talk. EOB Salon Talk is much more than salon talk. It's about conversation that actually happens in the salon. Marriages, relationship, finances, politics, just to name a few. Let's talk. Welcome, welcome. Welcome once again to EOB Salon Talk. This episode of EOB Salon Talk is sponsored by Blossom A. Blossom A is actually a great, great, great hormone builder for our females, lady. Mm. Ladies, 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 ladies. Get your Blossom A in my link. What it does, it, it helps with your hormones. Mm-hmm. It actually, you know... <clears throat> Bring you back to your younger self. It balances you out. Balances you out. It's definitely going to balance you out. And it's going to make you be more moisturized. If you know what I'm saying, ladies, you do know. And also for my ladies that are going through menopause, Mm -hmm. this actually helps with night sweats and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So, Toy, this is yours. Thank you. Tonight's (laughs) guest is none other than Toy Joan Rogers. How are you, Toy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Introduce yourself because I think I introduced you wrong. So That's quite all right. Um married now so it's toy joan gilliam but everybody just calls me toy so toy and i went way 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 back toy and i met toy is a hairstylist so tell yes. them what you do toy tell okay. tell the viewers what you do so i've been a hairstylist a licensed cosmetologist now for 20 years and even how i got into the hair industry was so weird because my goal, even as a teenager, was to be a celebrity hairstylist. Mm-hmm. That was like my ultimate goal. So I was trying to do any and everything that I could do just to be that. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out like that. How I ended up doing hair <laughs> was that I got fired from every other job. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling you, like, I worked at uh, CVS, I got fired. I worked at Express, got fired. I mean, every job, it was just like... And I always tell people when they ask me, how did you get into this? I'm like, this is the only job that never fired me because mm. it was just easy for me to do. And it, it kept me through 20 years. So. Well, I'll say I'm glad you were fired, first of all. <laughs> and I'm glad you decided to be a hairstylist because we probably would not have met. Exactly. So exactly. I'm going to give you all a little backstory. So I met Toy maybe almost 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 16 years ago, Toy was my road dog. We traveled together to all our events, yes. whether it be DE events or whatever. Toy used to be my room roommate. Yes. We had so much fun. A ball. I, we could give you some <laughs> stories. Toy is real You know, we got to do is just look at each other. We do exactly what we used to. It's just a look. Yeah, it was always about the look, though. Just a look. So we used to travel together and um, study together. And mm-hmm. so we've been through a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But... I know now you're going in a different path. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to start out by, this is Salon Talk. Mm-hmm. And you're one of my first hairstylists we have on this show. Mm-hmm. Toy is actually an amazing hairstylist, by the way. Uh, so like I said, I was very grateful she got fired. <laughs> um, and she's a great, great educator also. Thank you. you are a great educator. <laughs> I want to ask you, what was it like being as a business owner? As a because as hairstylists, we are business owners, mm-hmm. and you have done the business. How has it been for you? How has that been? Well, over the years, like you said, once you're like an entrepreneur, especially being in the hair industry, you're like your own business, Boss. like you have your own 
business, you have your, you're like your own boss. And so especially like if you're renting a booth, like a lot of, you know, with salons, you have your percentage and you kind of still um, owned by the, the, the boss at the salon. But like when you kind of rent a booth, you kind of like your own boss. Own boss. Mm -hmm. And so I've, I've experienced over the years just being my own boss, but it wasn't until that I actually got my own salon when I had the experience of really seeing how this thing works with, you know, um, my husband now, he wasn't my husband at the time, and he had a business for many, many years. He used to always say, your goal is to get, to make all your money in your first week to pay all your bills. Yep. That's your goal. And I stuck by that. And that was like my thing. As soon as I got my own salon, I was saying, okay, my goal is to make sure that I have my rent for both my home and the salon and, you know, my Con Edison's and my water bills mm -hmm. that, and all my supplies that I need my, my first week. And then I'll know that I'm doing okay. Right. So that was like my goal and my focus for so many years. That's one aspect of it. But then the other aspect of it is like the people and their character <laughs> and dealing with their personalities and dealing with their religion and dealing with what they feel is right and what's not right for your business. Right. For your, your you know, your, your head. I'm glad you said that because the struggle, see... The struggle we go through, because we've had this conversation many times, we have a lot of people that maybe rent a space, mm -hmm. and we see where they are looking at it, and they don't think that that's your business. Your that's when you rent a booth, it's your business within the business. Yes, yes. You have to teach it. You have to you have to treat it as such, mm -hmm. and we find that a lot of people. You know, they're so disrespectful with it that they just say, oh, it's your place, so they don't care. Yes. But I'll say to a lot of hairstylists, I know you've had a lot of experience mm -hmm. throughout the years, and we're going to dive into some different ones. What are some of the lessons, though, you've learned? Because you've been doing hair for how many years? Oh, for about 20 years. 20 years, yeah. Um, In a couple of months, it'll be 20 years. So for 20 years, so right here, we're over almost 50 years of mm -hmm. experience, mm -hmm. almost 50 years of experience sitting here. Mm -hmm. So I know we have some stories. What are some of the experiences you've had, good and bad? What are some of the things you've learned in this business? Well, the first thing I did learn prior to me opening up my own salon is I was that one that didn't really care because I was renting a booth. You know, I didn't really care as much as the owner. And I remember I had a conversation with this young lady that used to kind of mentor me, and she said, you reap what you sow, mm. right? So if you're sowing, if you're not helping her by sweeping up or cleaning the bathroom when you see that it needs to be clean, why do you think that God will bless you with something and have people that help you? And I remember when she said this to me, it was probably like in 2008 or nine, and I didn't even realize that I was going to be opening up a salon after that. So the biggest lesson that I learned about even um, doing what I want others to do unto me was that. So what I did, I started helping her out. I was working in a salon in White Plains. That was one big lesson that I learned, and I did realize that, you know, Whatever you want done to you, you have to help and do you to have others. To. Yep, we speak uh, speak on that a lot. Absolutely. And then the other lessons that I learned is that you can't please everybody. Mm. That was like really big for me, even owning a salon. Um, for a couple of years, I was by myself. I had four stations, but I was there by myself. I remember. Yeah, I was there by myself, and 
I used to be like, oh my God, Claude, I got two salons and she filled up, her everything is filled up. Or like I would see other people and like, I'm like, God, why am I by myself? But didn't even realize, I think that was probably the best thing for me. Yes, yes. And that's one thing I had to realize that what is best for me. What is yours is yours. It's for, my, it's for mm -hmm. me, like based on my personality, based on my character, based on what I can handle. And then when I started getting people in the salon with me, I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Like, you know, because you're dealing with so, so many, many personalities. Yeah, the personalities. I don't know if you remember this. I remember one day you asked me. I think we were going to we we're on our way to do a class together. Uh -huh. I think it was Circle of Sisters. OK, actually. And you said to me, how do you do it? Mm -hmm. She said, I just have one extra person with me. <laughs> She said, you're dealing with about 14 people. How do you do it? And I remember I said to you, that's the first. Actually, it wasn't Circular Sister. It was another one in Jersey. Well, it I might have been the first time I met your show? husband. Okay. And I smiled when you asked me the question. And I remember we were getting ready to do the show, and I was just, like, thrown into it at the time. I think it's mm -hmm. my first year mm -hmm. with Design Essential, actually. And your husband prayed for me. Mm-hmm. And after that, we were on our way back. He had left and whatever. Well, I didn't know it was your husband. Yeah, then. we wasn't married yeah. at that time. So you, you turned to me and you said, yeah, Claudia, remember the question I asked you? How do you do it? I said, by the grace of God. Wow, and that's so true. I said, by the grace of God. Because people see you in business, mm -hmm. and they don't understand what it takes no. to do what we do, right? Exactly. They don't understand that when you lay in your bed, sometimes that... Your mind the, just keep going, and you're thinking about everything in the shop. Everything. Yeah. So I hired a new stylist this week, and we were having a conversation. She used to own a business. Mm -hmm. And we were having a conversation, and she said to me, I admire you. I said, huh? Mm -hmm. I said, you've been in this business for years. I should admire you. She said, no. She said, let me tell you, I would never do it again. I said, yes, you would. You just do it differently. Because when the lights are out, mm -hmm. it's your issues. Yep. When the waters are out, it's your issue. When uh -huh. the TV's not working, mm -hmm. it's your no issue. Toilet tissue. Yep. Toilet paper. paper. Uh -huh. Everything. So I know you've transitioned, mm -hmm. and I know... You've doing, you're doing some different stuff. And I, I want to ask this. How did you cope with COVID? How did I cope with COVID? I'm how did COVID lie. affect you, positive or negative? How did you cope? As I hear this, how did you cope? Okay, so honestly, I had my salon for seven years, Yeah. right? I had it from, I opened my salon in 2010, and then I closed it 2017. Right. And right after that, I my husband has a large space, so I took half of the space. So it's like I have a suite. I oh, have nice. other stations there and then I have my niece working there. And I'm jealous of the suite life. Another <laughs> another lady working there with me. So honestly, I was grateful that I didn't have that burden of having a salon <laughs> and stylist working with me. Opposed to then me just being with my niece and this other young lady. That was just easy for me. It right. was easy. So. On that, from that perspective, I was grateful because I was like, God, I'm so glad that I don't have to pay rent still and not be working. I'm so glad I don't have to worry about my stylist possibly leaving or not coming back or wondering if they still have to pay roof rent while we're out. I was grateful for that. Girl. <laughs> Can I just rub a leg? Like, 
toy. You know, so. sometimes when things happen, I remember when you were closing the salon, we had a talk. I was sad. And I, you were so sad about sad. it. And mm -hmm. I remember I said to you, so, you know what? Everything happens for a reason, mm -hmm. though. You never know where the blessing is going to come from. Mm -hmm. But I think that was your blessing. We yes, we so busy complaining yep. about things that are happening. Oh, this is happening to me. And we never take a minute to think mm -hmm. that that is not happening to you. It's happening for, for you. you. Absolutely. So God did that for you, and mm -hmm. that was a blessing for you. One thing I like about you, Toy, you are always so spiritual. And <laughs> we're going to get into some <laughs> conversation, and I know it's your spirituality mm -hmm. that I need to, with this conversation. Because I've heard some. What is your craziest experience in a salon? What is one of the craziest experiences you've had as a hairstylist in a salon? <laughs> Let me just ask <laughs> you that way. Oh, my God. Craziest. Because I'm going to tell you something I heard this week. <sighs> from a client or from having someone in the salon with me? Either like way. One, one or the other because they're going to be good. <laughs> what I can say so I won't expose anything or anyone yeah. is that you see that mental illness is real it is it is that I, that i will say yeah and you start to normalize it and it's not good and that over the years <laughs> i started thinking about when i worked because i used to work in habibs and in the rochelle and i worked in um creative fingers and white plants like i'm thinking about all the salons that i've been in even having my salon my old salon Joni Manuel salon and over the years you start to see that people have a lot of mental issues and mm. we we get so used to it, it just becomes that we laugh Norm. about it, but it's like, it's not funny. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. so what I can say is that that's what I've learned, that people have a lot of mental issues and they try to put that on you. And we've, we've become like counselors. And I remember one thing E told me, my husband used to say, like, it'd be, it'd be times I'd be like, what did they say? And he said, I don't know. <laughs> and I'd be like, what do you mean you don't know? He'd be like, Toy, if I took home, if I really gathered all this information that people tell me, he said I used to go home heavy because of people. And that's what, for me, I think I have learned. Mm -hmm. Over 25 years, I, I'm learning to let it go. Yes. I learned that people's opinion of me has nothing to do with me. I'm learning I'm that learning your that. issue is your issue. Yes. Not mine. Yes. I'm learning that. So, I'm going to break it up a little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you one of the crazy I'm going to drop some crazy stuff mm -hmm. so a client came in well called me for a consultation she has natural hair she was referred to me mm -hmm. and she said I'm struggling I said what's going on mm -hmm. she said I need a consultation so I set the consultation up but I asked a couple questions like we do before yeah. and she said well my heart is broken because the hairstylist told me <laughs> My hair will never grow because of my curl pattern and my texture. <laughs> so wait, I'm in the salon having a conversation with her on my break. Mm -hmm. So I have a stylist here that's been, a, she's almost 80 years old. And I turned to her and I said, Miss Edith, have you ever heard this before? She said, what did you just say? I said, I've heard a lot of crazy things. But this, I thought this was the craziest one, but it gets better. She said, well, the lady told me my hair won't grow because of the curl pattern and the texture. 
So I said, all right, um, you could come tomorrow for the consultation. So yes. I move her consultation up. Yeah, because you want to see her hair. You I want to see, see her hair. On. I want to see what's going on because there's no way. You and I know hair don't go from texture and curl pattern. No. Hair don't break from texture and curl pattern. And as a trichologist, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's what you eat. It's your Absolutely. Di- so can you give us, can you, let's educate some of our hairstylists that may think that a person's curl pattern, can, can we just help them with some of the reasons your hair ain't growing. Well, medication. Medication. Stress is like the biggest thing. Um, definitely because when you was talking about hormones earlier, um, the hormone that is released to kind of counteract against stress, if that's being released as much as the other hormones are supposed to be being released, then you, you, hair is not going to be growing. And we know that estrogen, especially for women, is big for um, hair growth. Amen. So if you your estrogen levels are out of whack and you stressed out, then you know that's like one major reason why your hair won't grow. She left with some blossoming, by the way. She <laughs> did. Yep. Hormone balance. Yep. Okay. Um, another big thing is what you said. You, what are you What are you eating? What are you intaking? What are you feeling about yourself? And I also once so she came. Mm-hmm. So she came and I touch her hair, feel her hair, and I said to her. Okay, so this is fixable. Mm-hmm. This is easy to fix. And she showed me a picture because I always like to ask um, client, what is your desired result? Mm-hmm. Where are you going? Absolutely. She said, nobody ever asked me that. I said, no, I need to know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Where, where are we going in five mm-hmm. years? Mm-hmm. Where do you want your hair to be? Absolutely. She said, well, I don't do blow dryers. I don't do hair dryers. I don't do flat irons because the lady told me, this is why my hearing goes. So I said, how do you do your hair? So, yeah, how you do doing? you get your treatment? And, you know, so we're talking. So anyway, I touch and feel her. I said, well, based on your hair and feeling your hair, I could tell you that a little bit anemic and vitamin D deficiency. Mm-hmm. She said, how do you know that from touching my hair? There is no way. She said, but you're right. You're a psychic. I said, no. <laughs> your hair tells me. Yeah, honestly, mm-hmm. her, you know, Absolutely. your hair told me that you're anemic. Your hair told me you need a little vitamin D. Mm-hmm. So I actually gave her some Nutriburst, some HSN, and, and Blossomy, and some other products. Mm-hmm. And she bought them right there and then. She said, I have, she said, Miss, she was actually in tears. Mm-hmm. And I could tell her that she was going through some hormonal stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, you should go to your, your physician, have them check for these things. She said, well, I already know I'm anemic and I'm vitamin D deficiency real mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. I said, well, and I gave her stuff to help her. And that's another thing, too, as hairstylists. We need to have options for these clients. Absolutely. What to do, where to go, and, and educate yourself in what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Stop telling people your hair won't grow because of the curl pattern. Just tell her you're not familiar with yeah, her curl like you pattern. you don't understand. You don't get it. Say something else because that can be very detrimental to somebody's mental. It was. Yeah, to say that as a woman your hair won't grow. That's the last thing because, you know, we, we even in the Bible, it talks about like your hair being your glory or people just talk yes. about it being your glory. And, you know, it, it defines most women. For me, I, I love doing hair and I love doing hair because I love how I make that female feel when mm-hmm. the hair is done. Right. Mm-hmm. And I speak of that often. Right. Why you like doing hair? Why are you doing it? Why? Why hair? I mean, apart from you being fired, because I know sometimes. <laughs> God takes you right. around the corner to take you to what your real true purpose is. Absolutely. Why do you like doing here? Honestly, if I if I be totally honest, I think I like the results, the ending results. Ending results. And when I say ending results, is because 
I know that I'm gifted to grow here. That's my biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right? So, like, a lot of people that come to me, they come to me because they're saying, like, I'm having issues with my hair growing. Yeah. Right? So, I, like, six months down the line, they're like, oh, my God, Tori, didn't it look like my hair grew? And I'm like, your hair yeah. did grow. You know? So, I like that they're happy that they are getting results. Not so much because I can do the best weave or, you know... You know, I, I do the best color, which I know how to hair color care. Indeed, but I'm into the hair care part. You know? So what I like about you as a stylist, I'll send, I, I've sent clients to you and you've sent me clients. Uh-huh. And what I like is that your client will come to me and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. I could immediately tell what their regimen is. Mm-hmm. Or my client will come and they say, oh, toy, toy, toy is similar to you. Or mm-hmm. you all handle my hair similar. Yeah. And the reason being is that you're patient. And you thought that, you are doing here because you were fired, but it's a part of your ministry. Absolutely. Um, it was a part of your ministry. You said, I believe the chair, <clears throat> standing behind the chair is mm-hmm. such a ministry that Absolutely. people don't get it. We've, I've had people cry. I had to leave them in the chair, go to the bathroom and cry because it's such a, a, a burden. Mm-hmm. Now I learn, thanks to your husband again, <laughs> I learned not to cry, but to pray. Mm-hmm. So I'll go to the bathroom sometime and literally say a word of prayer. Absolutely. Because this person's hurting. You know, I taped a podcast um, before, and I was talking about this lady that sat in the chair and was mm-hmm. telling us about how she felt like there was no hope. Wow. You know, so I felt like doing hair for me and for you, and this is why I wanted to have this in- interview with you, because I know it's like a ministry. Absolutely, it is. What I what I do notice is that um, see one thing about hairstylists you kind of unless you just have like most hairstylists attract who they are your tribe yeah and so what I notice over the years is that the the women that come to me a lot of them are like first ladies so I have them in their little category well mm-hmm. I shouldn't say little but I have them in their, their category but then I have others what, the majority of the people that come to me are those that are that kind of straight away from God that God wants back. Yeah. That's that's who I usually get because they sit in my chair and then all of a sudden God's talking to me like, okay, just ask them a simple question. Yeah. And then that question will go into something else. And, and then, then you start ministering. Yeah, and then, and then you we start, start ministering. Yeah. And then before you know it, I, I always tell them, it's, this is not about hair. Like, you could have went to someone way better than me. But this is about your destiny that God has for you. So it is a ministry. And it has um, heightened my discernment, like mm-hmm. we was talking before yeah, yeah. we started filming. But it has heightened so many aspects of, like, who I am it that It teaches is you about yourself, too. Yes, it, it definitely ah. has. It has definitely taught me. You've even taught me different things about myself that I've grown to, you know, over the years. You know, so it definitely teaches you about yourself. It teaches you what you don't want to be. <laughs> it teaches you the good parts of who you are, you know, so... Definitely over the 20 years, it has um, heightened a lot of things about myself. That's a good one. Well, I, ha- I have some um, questions here. Sure. So I just dropped that one, and I want to break it up a little bit. So what are some of the craziest things you've heard from a, a hair client? I'm going to give one first. Okay. So a client said, last week actually, she said, um, her ends were so split mm-hmm. that you could, like, when she combed it down, it was it was here, mm-hmm. but you could see through it mm-hmm. from here. If you put up, you didn't need to put a white paper like we do. You mm-hmm. could see through it here. She said, "Well, the split ends it does make my ponytail." 
She said, without that split ends, my ponytail would not be slamming. So then she put it in a ponytail. And I said, where is the po But, you know. Mm -hmm, right. mm -hmm. So that was one of the craziest things. What is one of the craziest things you hear? I've had an experience like that. Um, I hadn't seen a client in a long time. <laughs> I'm talking about years. And I remember running up to them like, hey. And the first thing I saw was their hair. Like, so it stopped me from the middle of hugging them to like, Ooh. and I was just like, what happened to your hair? Because I was like, my first, we're used to, you know, mm -hmm. we see hair first. Yep. We might forget your name, but we like, did yep, I do your I've hair before? I've touched your hair before. Yep. Did I do your hair before? Yeah. What style did I do? Oh, okay. I yep, remember that's you. you. That's how. That's how we that's remember you. people. Yep, we don't. Yep. We might have a hundred Keishas, but if you tell me like, okay, oh when, yeah, girl, Keisha with the short hair, the yeah. blonde, the blonde, blonde yep. the weave, Keisha, the weave. yeah, you have glasses. And what color is your hair? You know, like so we remember by the hair. So when she came in, I was like, oh my god, what happened to your hair? What? She said nothing. I was like, oh. Now and it made now the attention of everybody's looking at her, and I'm like, oh my god, I did not mean to draw this attention, but. Sometimes crazy. we get excited too. Yeah. Not always. And it was embarrassing for her. But at in the end, not to cut you off, I was telling her, I was like, you need to cut your hair. And she was like, it's nothing wrong with my hair. And so we went through the whole spew of you can see right through it. You know, so I've I've experienced that. I've experienced people clients coming in talking about I want blue and red and I want relaxer, but I don't want you to relax this part and I want you to cut this and maybe put a strip. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. You know, like, so you hear people say some stuff, you be like, where did you get this from? You so, know, so. I have a good one, Toy. Have you ever had a client, right, that come in the salon and mm -hmm. said, I need my hair like this, but I don't want a relaxer, I don't want a haircut, but I need that haircut. Or, or have you ever had one of those experiences? Because I had one, honey. She needed that short haircut with a curl, but she's not cutting her hair. Listen, it was a girl that used to work in my salon. I'm not gonna name her, but she 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 said something to me. She said, "Toy, they don't want that hairstyle. They want her face." You know, like yes, that exactly. when she said that, I'm like, "Oh my god!" It is true. And she was like, "It's true." She's like, "People, they know they can't get this. They know they don't have the hair for it. They know they don't want to add tr t tracks. They don't want to do a weave. It's deception. They want her face." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" But it's so crazy because even over the years. You start to see who you'll be able to deal with and who you can't deal with. And then um, it's okay to fire a client yes. or to move them on. Yes. As hairstylists, we have to realize every client is not your client. Mm -hmm. You have to. Ha you all have a tribe. Mm -hmm. Every client is not a part of your tribe. Yep. And it's okay to say no. I'm working on that saying no thing. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay. I feel like I get everybody just to say yes. Uh -huh. But anyway... <laughs> What is one thing people don't know about a hairstylist? That we need time to. They don't really care about our time. They don't think that, um, you know, and we did it. I don't know if you remember a long time ago, it was like a snowstorm. <laughs> Years ago, it was a bad snowstorm. And we was, I think it was me, you, and maybe Nikki was on the phone, another yep. D um, sister. Maybe me and you were on the phone. Maybe I was on the phone with her or something. And I remember saying, we got a day off, right? And then all of a sudden, we all started getting phone calls at the same time. We yes. was like, hold on, hold on. Yes. And it was clients that were saying, yes. my boss said I could have the day off. So, so I wanted to come, come in. in. It was you on that. I said, whoa. 
And so we said to each other, we said, you said toy. We we did this to ourselves. Yes, we do. <laughs> we did this. Yeah. We made them feel like it's okay to for us to just drop who we are and um do whatever they say to do. So it you know, it's like we I, I don't want to use the word train cuz you train dogs and cats, but it's almost like we train them yes, to mm-hmm. to be like that. And yeah, then you got to kind of we, we allowed, allowed it. it. Yeah. And now we have to kind of turn the re-educate. Yeah, re-educate like no. We have lives too. We we need time too. We need to take off. We're humans though. We're human. I was told once, I never forget. I was here. I, I used to come in like 7 and work from 7 and leave at 12, 1. You know, you were young, have all that energy. I used to do that. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day I was here and I wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. It was during the time I wasn't well, actually. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I wasn't well. I just wasn't feeling well. I needed a cup of tea. And I re- then I realized I didn't eat all day. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a client's hair and I blow dry and then it was about a curl. And I said, like, can you give me a few minutes? I just got to get a cup of tea. And she looked at me and said, can you please finish my hair? Before you you have that tea, because I I I just want to get out of here. I never forget that. I act that day. I remember. I never forget that because I felt so abused mm-hmm. and used as hairstylist. Mm-hmm. So I want to have different conversations too. I wanted to have this conversation because I want to know how hairstylists feel. We you've been doing this for twenty years. Abused, now. abused. I remember I was having. It was the young lady that was my assistant in my salon. She was telling me a story. She was saying, Toy, I remember I was, she was like, I was like, oh my God, my stomach hurt. She called the client like, my stomach hurt, I have a headache, I've been, you know, throwing up, like, I just don't feel good. And, and, and instead of the lady saying, I'll change my appointment, she said, well, how's it, what if I come 15 minutes later? Yes. Yeah. I've been in my salon sick as a dog. And I've had clients say, oh, do you want to just take a nap for an hour? <laughs> But wait, Toy, I have a better one, right? Mm Mm-hmm. At some point, I used to think something was wrong with me. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, maybe I'm not consistent enough. (laughs) Maybe I'm not. And then I'm like, but consistent, you're here from 7 in the morning. Mm -hmm. You're not doing enough. So I used to just keep doing more and more. Mm -hmm. Because we, we used to think that it's something to do with us. I've learned from some veteran hairstylists how to actually balance. Mm-hmm. Like now I said to someone, eventually I'm going to, you know, two days a week, you need family time, you need Absolutely. me time, you need health time. They don't really get that. No. But <laughs> I have another beautiful question for you. This is, this is in benefit. So we've spoke about what clients have done before. Mm-hmm. So a client came in and she said she hasn't been to a salon in years, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I said, really? I said, why? So she's had a bad experience, she said. She was in the hair salon for, one said she was there for eight hours. This one last week said she was there for ten and a half hours. Wow. In the hair salon. Wow. What are some of the stories you hear regarding other um, clients' bad experience being in the salon? <laughs> I have another one. Honestly... Um, one thing that I, even when I had my salon, you know how like some women are catty or they, like, mm-hmm. and I know you don't allow this either, but you know how like some women can walk in and don't speak to 
to everybody oh, yeah. mm-hmm. or some women can walk in and have an attitude. I did not allow that in the salon. Like everybody had to speak to everybody. Yes. Everybody was like on the same page. Mm-hmm. Now, in regards to like when clients would come in, I I didn't really get into talking about other stylists. No, I don't believe so, in that. So I didn't really let, I would just ask them, okay, how long, what's the problem? Oh, I just, you know, I didn't like how they was doing. And I'd just be like, okay, what are you looking for? Like you said. So a lot of times I'd be like, let's see what your hair looks like. Let's see what your ending result. I didn't mm-hmm. really get into like why the why happened. Why. Right. You know, um, because at the end of the day, uh, one thing I learned from a veteran, she told me, Miss um, Myrna, I used to work with her. Erwin actually introduced me to her. Miss mm-hmm. um, Myrna always said to me, <laughs> she said, gal, she used to call me gal. She was from the country. She's south. And she said, you better you better relax yourself. You see, I got these spider veins in the back of my leg and my fingers just like this from using Marcel's. She said, because I kept going and going. And when I got sick, those clients went somewhere else. You know, so I, I always remember her saying that to me because at the end of the day, they'll talk about what they didn't get in the one salon and then they'll do the same thing to you. So I didn't really allow it. And that's one thing, too, I was taught because... The reason I'll ask the new clients, and it's funny you said that, the reason I'll ask new clients, like, they'll say, I haven't been in the salon, oh, I haven't been, I haven't had a salon experience. Mm-hmm. I believe in coming in the salon, we've had this discussion, it should be an experience. Absolutely. It should have a steamer, hair treatment, uh-huh. it should be greeted. Mm-hmm. It should be an experience. You're here to be relaxed. And it's one of the things I'm grateful for with COVID. Yes. That's one of the questions you asked me, how did it affect me, good and bad? The good thing about it, or another good note, because that wasn't um, really a bad experience for me, the good thing is that I learned to space my time. Like, I've learned that I don't have to have 10 people, 15 people in one day. I could do five or whatever the case may be, space them out and just really give them that experience. That experience. Because I was one of that stylist, too. I used to... I. Do you know I used to do twenty something clients again? I sometimes I, I would drive by and I see I'm like, I'm still, still working. I'm still here. I mm-hmm. used to do twenty something clients a day, mm-hmm. and I need to take pictures of my old appointment books. Actually, just just for myself. That's crazy. I still keep my appointment books too. Yeah, from day I have one. to get rid of them now. Oh, okay. I just want to take pictures. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just too much. Mm-hmm. And I realized, Toy, how on earth? Are you doing 20 clients per day? Mm-hmm. They're not getting a service. Yeah. And honestly, I used to have my clients in the salon long, like long time like that, too. When I started thinking about it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I really used to have them in the, in the salon for a long time. Just yeah. trying to get that number. Just trying to get that number. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like we're doing more quality work. Absolutely. As opposed to quantity. We're actually sitting with clients and having relationship with clients and mm-hmm. helping them mm-hmm. throughout. But we, I feel like as hairstylists, as licensed hairstylists, and as an educator, I could say this, we lose a lot of hair clients. Mm-hmm. At, well, I haven't lost them. They come right back. Mm-hmm. You know this. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're coming in. And they want to see how many people you have on Instagram, mm-hmm. what your followers are. Absolutely. Um, oh, Miss Claudia, I need my hair done. Can I, can I see your IG link? Mm-hmm. What's your thought process on that, though, on, on social media, the effect of social media 
with here with with this generation and styling here what's what's your thought process on that because it's a two-part question okay so honestly the girls that used to work in my salon, they helped me get into social media because mm -hmm. I was I'm still old school. I still have an appointment book, which is probably bad, no, but I it's do. Not. Mm -mm. OK, so I still have an appointment book and I'm still like very old school, like, you know, so they was like, Toy, you got to get with it. You got to get on this Instagram thing. You have to show pictures. Love you my young, to, young, young style. Yeah, you have to you have to do it. So I started doing it. Right. Um, but it didn't really work for me. Personally, 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 it didn't work for me. Just like Facebook is more my friend than Instagram. Right. And we, they always say that Facebook was for older people, but it works for me. <coughs> right. So oh, we heard it, it works for me. So and a lot of my clients, new clients, they'll say, oh, well, do you have any pictures? And the first question I always ask, I said, who referred you? Because a lot of my clientele is referred based. So that means you've seen something that you liked because I don't have like. That type of... I used to say I don't have time to take pictures because I'm styling here. But, 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 <laughs> but, but... I used to say that, and mm -hmm. I really didn't have time. Like, a client left here with a beautiful color I did on her hair, and I asked her to send me a photo. Mm -hmm. She hasn't sent it to me yet. When she comes back for a maintenance, I got to get the photo. Mm -hmm. And I am going to post it on Instagram. I'm learning to use Instagram yes. now... A little bit more. Mm -hmm. I have a book inside online. Mm -hmm. um, because of COVID, I it's online, but they still have to call or text me for book. Mm -hmm. But the the real there's the part two question to that. So that's a positive with Instagram, yeah. helping you Absolutely. and throughout the journey. But yes. how do you feel about the YouTube um, stylists? I should say YouTube stylists. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> what I can say is Claudette. I think we're blessed that we came in the industry when we did. That I can say. Um, because I think for those who are coming in now, to go and, um, you know, have YouTubers or YouTube hairstylists to, like, be in challenge with them is, is, is different from when we came up because we didn't have that. It was like we went out there, we passed out flyers, you know, we gave phone numbers out. Which still works, by the way. Yes, I believe it still works, right? But I think I always say to my clients, like, oh, my gosh, I'm glad I came in when I did. Yes, me too. I'm so glad that I, it was 20 years ago and that, that I'm not me starting too. now because all I would have to rely on is social media because that's the thing to do, you know? So, like, social media, it works because even with my trichology thing, that's what I'm going to use to, that's what I'm using to rebrand myself is social How media. How are you going to manage social media, Toy? I'm going to have we, somebody we do it. We spoke about putting you on a book inside. And we, you remember we argued back and I'm like, I remember we went to a training uh -huh. and they were teaching us about social media. Remember mm -hmm. those trainings? Absolutely. I think we had a social media class like four times or mm -hmm. six times. Mm -hmm. I think we've gotten more lessons on social media than most young people I know. Absolutely. The problem is we still didn't get it. Yeah. I still don't know how to do my links and all of that. You know, I feel like I'm going to have to hire somebody to do it. That's just the my bottom girl. line. I'm just going to have to hire somebody to do it. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. I have a 20-year-old girl. She may, Maybe she's about between 20 and 23. She's all into the YouTube and the social media. We're going to stay in our lanes. I'm going to stay we in gonna my lane. Hair texture, curl pattern. We're going to style. We're going to grow the hair. Uh -huh. We're going to, yeah, we're going to stay in, I, mm -hmm. I, yeah, we're going to stay right Staying there. Staying in my in lane. lane. And I'm just going to hire somebody to do it. That's it. There you go. And that's what I'm learning about myself. And it's myself. okay to do that. It's okay to do what you are able to do. 
Um, what advice would you give to our young stylists coming up now? What advice, based on your experience, mm -hmm. what advice would you give to our young stylists? For instance, my niece is in a salon right now, and she's big on social media because that's just what it is. She's mm -hmm. 20 years old, and she's taking her pictures, and she's putting on social media. But I think some of the old stuff will help, too. I told her, take some get some flyers and get some um, get some flyers made with some pictures, some comp cards, and go out and start passing them out. I mean, it works. It works. It really works. So I don't think there's anything wrong with the old school way. Because just like I was telling you about Miss Myrna, it was stuff that she told me from what she experienced, and it worked for me. I think for me, what I think we should do, and I think we all are guilty of that, just learning to marry both. Absolutely. Mixing you know, the good I'm going to do a little social media, and I'm going to still do my little, hand out my flyer, but also, I'm absolutely going to hire happy. somebody yeah, yeah, I'm, to I don't do know the if big I'm be, <laughs> be passing on no flyers. Um, final question. Mm -hmm. What tip would you give... <laughs> What is one tip would you give a client? Wait, this interview's almost over? Not yet. We, oh. we, we're going to be talking forever. Don't, oh, okay. don't. <laughs> Wait, what's that? It, it's so easy. <laughs> I'm enjoying myself. Yes. Okay. Come on, girl. What advice would you give to a client right now that, are go that is going into the salon? Because there's a lot of... Ad that's a loaded question, actually. Because... What advice would you give to a client that's afraid to go in a salon right now hmm. and get their hair done? What advice? See, I think it's on a um, it's an individual situation, like on how they feel, because people have fears. Right. So it don't matter what you tell somebody if they if it's embedded in them, yeah. you can't really change it. But what I would say to them is. One thing, even in the salon now, for myself, I really space out just for the respect of my clients. So um, I'm letting, I'm actually letting them know, like, oh, I have another one coming in, so I can mm -hmm, multitask mm -hmm. you. You know, we're still wearing the mask, and right. you know, just being as safe as possible. But at the end of the day, I know somebody that got out the car yesterday and passed away. So oh yeah, mm. you understand? So it's mm -hmm. like. That is not guaranteed that you're going to get sick or pass away from that. It could mm -hmm. be something else. Or you could just be fine because it's not your right. time. So, like, once you start to, once your mentality, once you are set that you know God is protecting you and got you and whatever is meant to be will happen, then you can kind of live your life. Right. Live your life. And another thing, what I'll say to, to piggyback on what you were saying I'll actually say to clients that are actually afraid to go to salons, one, you're afraid because of the COVID. Mm -hmm. Do your research, period. Whether it's because of COVID, whether if you're choosing a hairstylist to do your hair, mm -hmm. make sure you interview your hairstylist. A lot of clients, I like when my clients interview me. Mm -hmm. I like to make sure we are from the same tribe. I like to make sure I could do what you want because I'm the kind of stylist who would be like, Toy, do you have any availability for next week? I have a client that I'll refer to you. Mm -hmm. And I find as stylists, we're not willing to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, if I can't handle something, I have a client that may want light blonde, and I know Nicola Forbes or this person or whoever it is. Mm -hmm. I have stylists that I'm going to refer them to. So I'll say the same thing to clients. Mm -hmm. Do your research. Absolutely. 
make sure where you're going is what's fit for you. Mm-hmm. I may not be the stylist for you, mm-hmm. but there is a stylist out there for you. Make sure your stylist is licensed, insured, and bond. Right? That's Absolutely. one thing. And I also asked a question, too, about what you would tell the younger stylist. Mm-hmm. My advice to them would be, please pay your taxes, your insurance. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's a business. Operate as such. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's absolutely important to keep all your receipts, have a good accountant, making sure you're doing stuff quarterly, you know, mm-hmm. you know, as far as, like, taking care of your paperwork and making sure your numbers are right. Um, because at the end of the day, that stuff will it will catch up to you, and you want to be able to have go you know feed into your security for yeah. when you retire because you you can't do hair. We can't like I was just saying when I I thank God for this trichology thing because I was saying God after I started being in, like and getting involved and continuing on, I was like God, you knew because I can't do I can't be behind a chair another twenty years. I can't do it because. It was taxing on my body, you know, and I didn't realize how stressed out I was mm-hmm. gonna, I was until I had surgery back in February. And then when I came back to work, I didn't realize how stressed out the clients was making me feel until I started feeling, I started actually feeling it in my stomach. Mm-hmm. And when you get stressed, you, you realize, like, we, like, we, we're, like, embedded to them. Like, we're, like, we're endeared to them and not even realize we're making ourselves sick. Sick. We are one of the most unhealthy yeah. workers too because we don't we don't take time to eat. We no. don't even some of us like now today's hairstylists, you have some that are minding their health. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And that's why for me today, like my TLC products, I love it because there's product for me, mm-hmm. there's products for my client. And I'm understanding how to manage my health. Absolutely. I'm actually understanding how to be a better hairstylist. Because I think that being a great hairstylist is not only being a good styler Mm-mm. or a good hair carer. Mm-mm. It's about caring for that client. Absolutely. And sometimes you got to care enough to say, I won't be able to do you today. Mm-hmm. Because that energy and your energy. Because if I'm tired, I may be arrogant to you or rude to you or not nice to you. So, you know, we could sit here and chat for hours because yeah. I still have 20,000 questions <laughs> to ask you. And I feel like we've been talking for hours. Okay. Toy, I want to say thank you. And this is part one because I want to bring on a couple other hairstyles and we're going to have a round table mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. But I want to say thank you for coming. No Thanks for problem. your time. I enjoyed myself. Thank you so much for having this me. This was good. This thank was you for good. having me. And it's just a little touch on some of the things we go through. You give mm-hmm. great advice to our youth. Great advice to our stylist. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Uh And follow us on YouTube Mm -hmm. and our Instagram page also, EOB Salon Talk. And we are actually on all platforms. So wherever you listen to your podcast, EOB Salon Talk is there. It's about salon conversation, Mm -hmm. and it's about other conversation. So share us on Instagram, Toy. And how can they find you? Um, on Facebook, um, Toy Joan Gilliam. Um, that's G-I-L-L-I-A-M as in mother. Erin came off. And on Instagram is Joan Emanuel Salon. That's J-O-A-N-E-M-A-N-U-E-L Salon. Yeah. Toy, thank you for being the best thank part of EOB you. Salon Talk. Thank you. Thank it you was so good. much for having me. Cheers. <laughs> and take some Blossom A with you. I will. I and will. And Seamoth. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>